get the mic. Honey, I've got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl Maj, and we are back with another episode of Eggs Maj, the podcast, where I'm spilling all the real tea. It's homecoming, y'all! Well, for a and it is. So my alma mater's homecoming is, would have been this weekend. Obviously, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and uh, a lot of HBCUs, including mine, I have canceled homecoming for this year, but our Aggies, all of NCAT, uh, has been in the homecoming mood, and it feels so good. Even though we are so far apart, Aggies always find a way to connect. So I got a special guest coming on a little bit later, Miss Asha Brown, who is the creator and host of Wine About It, the podcast. And we are just going to have a fun, engaging, and open conversation about all things a t homecoming hbcus and all of that good stuff um asha graduated 2015 um i graduated a year after her and asha and i were both in sga at different times um she was a class president and i was the miss of the, of the university and so i think we're just gonna have a really fun time just talking about our great memories you know at a t and and what homecoming means to us and all of that good stuff so Stay tuned! Maj moment of the day, of the week, of the year, of the month, however long you need it. Okay, so quick story. Yeah, I have a major, I don't want to speak too much uh, too uh, uh, much about it, give too many details about it, but I have a major opportunity coming up this week, um, and I have been preparing and preparing and pre- preparing, and I'm so, so, so excited. Now, if I can be completely honest with you, I am a little nervous. Nerves are good, though, but I'm a little nervous, a little anxious about this, because I know this is something I really, really, really want, and I know this is something I, I can do, like I will be a great fit for, all of that good stuff. And so I've just been kind of worried about it. Like I said, anxious about it. It's just been on my mind. Like I've just been thinking about it a lot. And so this past message um, on Sunday had to do with um, not having to worry because, you know, God's got everything you need. And so it really just stuck with me because I've been worried about this thing, just worried about how it's going to turn out and what's going to happen in the end and if I'm going to get this opportunity, if I'm going to do well and all, and all of that good stuff. But the message just spoke to me and it kind of gave me the Maj moment for this week. And that is, ain't no need to worry. God got you. And that has just been my mantra for the week. I've been listening to the song from the Winans and Anita Baker all week. Um, just to let it resonate in my spirit and just to remind myself that I don't have anything to worry about. And obviously, I'm confident that I'm going to get this opportunity, but even if I don't, I have faith that God has got my back and I know that he has something greater in store because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for me. So I just refuse to worry. I refuse to doubt. I refuse to be anxious about this thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, God got my back and that's all that matters. So my moment of the day Ain't no need to worry. God got you. So I got a really interesting Ask Maj request this week, and I was super excited about sharing it with you. So 
Dear Maj, when is it appropriate to talk about money in the dating stage? Like how much you or your partner makes? First of all, great question. And I think a lot of people have this same conversation um, with their friends, family, all that good stuff. So first, before I get into my answer for this question, I really want to uh, clarify what the dating stage is for me. Um, so the dating stage is the get to know you stage before you move into the relationship stage. It's the stage where we're hanging out. It's the stage where we're getting to know each other. We're going out to eat. We're going hiking. We're going bowling. Oh, excuse me. We're going skating. We're doing all of this fun stuff, um, to get to know each other. So that's what dating is to me. Um, and then as you're dating, you learn more about each other and you learn more about whether or not you can kind of see yourself long-term with this person. So now that we've kind of cleared up what the dating stage is, I personally, okay, let me say, let me say this. I think the money conversation is a very intimate conversation. I think it's a serious conversation. Um, and I think there should be some sort of trust that's, that's upheld in that conversation. And there should be some sort of trust, uh, uh, that's upheld with the person that you're conversing with about money. Um, so I don't think personally that that finances and, and money should be a part of the conversation in the dating stage. That's just my opinion. I think money is a more serious conversation and it's, it should come when you guys get a little bit more serious, you're uh, a little bit more exclusive, either you're in a relationship or you've talked about being in a relationship. And I think this is where you kind of begin to talk about your life together, kind of those long-term conversations, maybe marriage, buying property, um, jobs, career, moving in together, all of, that, all of that kind of stuff. That's when kind of the money conversation should come in. I don't think, you know, we should be talking about how much I make and how much you make while we're dating. Um, not unless, like I said, it's just a, a more serious dynamic. I just think the money conversation is a serious dynamic. I think that should be saved for somebody that you're serious with, that you plan to be long-term with. Just my opinion. Um, and, um, I think, you know, like I said, when you talk about future plans and you talk about moving in together and, and things that actually involve finances together that impact each other, then I think that's when you should begin to have those money conversations. Now, if you feel otherwise and you think that you should have those money conversations a little earlier, then so be it. But I would encourage you to just ask that person, um, kind of open up the conversation and ask that person how they feel about talking about money. Um, because everybody isn't just completely open to talking about money in the dating stage. Like I said, I'm not, that's not something I'd like to discuss in the dating stage. I think that's a conversation, you know, for, um, more, more serious relationships. I mean, j just think about it like this. Do you tell your close friends how much you make? You know, do you talk to your close friends about finances and, and, and stuff like that? You know, I... I think it's just one of those things that's it's subjective. It's it's relative to the person, but I personally don't think that money should be discussed in the dating stage. I think it's a more serious conversation. So like I said, I think, you know, if it's something that you want to talk about earlier, um, it's okay to open the conversation, ask questions, and see how that person is comfortable um, talking about money. So great, great um, question um, as it relates to, to dating and, and, and talking about money. So moving on, ooh, child, that daggone Tory Lanez, honey, had the audacity to go on IG Live and finally address the shooting of Megan Thee Stallion. 
Honey, I'm tired of hearing about this. Why are we still talking about this? My thing is, you know, you've come out and said the truth will tell, and I mean, time will tell, the truth gonna come out. You made a whole album tonight. Why are we still talking about it? If you stand by, if you if you stand by the fact that you did not shoot her, okay, stand by that. Like, why do we have to keep going on IG Live and tweeting and all this other type of stuff? Stop. I don't understand why we're even still having this conversation and there's this full-on, like, open case. Like, you could be spending 20-plus years in jail and you're going on IG Live, like, having conversations about what happened that night. I, I'm so confused. Anyway, in the IG Live, he says, For the last three months of my life, I've been in this place where I've, I've been bashed, I've been cut through, just people every single day just coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. Uh, he continued on uh, saying that he and Megan both knew what really happened that night. He said, it's falsified information. It's false information, It's and it's not accurate information. I don't ever want to come off like I'm here to bash this girl or I'm here to talk about this girl or ever be at a place where, like, I'm disrespecting her because to me, as a person, she's still my friend. No matter what, even if she doesn't, like, look at me like that, I look at her like she's still my friend. Uh, so afterwards, Megan responded, allegedly, and says, this girl is genuinely crazy. So... I don't know. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm tired of hearing about this. Like, I, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, I, at the end of the day, let, let the court make the decision. And, 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 I, and I, like I said before, you know, I stand with Meg, but at this point, let's, let's move on, Tori. Like, like, please spare us all. <laughs> spare us all. Anyway, so let's get into some ce uh, celebrity, honey. So there's a new horror movie out called Bad Hair, uh, starring Lena Waithe, Usher, and Kelly Rowland. This came out on Hulu last week. Is directed by Justin uh, Seaman. Ooh, child, I, it might be Simon. Simon, child, let me not butcher <laughs> his last name. Uh -oh, but anyway, he also directed um, Dear White People. If you guys have ever seen that, so Bad Hair is a film set in 1989, and it's about an ambitious, ambitious young woman who gets a weave in order to succeed in the image-obsessed world of music television. However, her flourishing career may come at a great cost when she realizes that her hair may have a mind of its own. So, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I've heard mixed reviews. So, I'm definitely going to try and watch that uh, sometime this weekend or next week. But I also encourage you to go and watch that. And if you <laughs> have uh, formulated an opinion about it, please let me know whether I should stream it or skip it. Okay? Um... Wendy Williams fans expressed their concern for her on social media after Friday's episode of her talk show. Her performance left some people confused and also thinking about uh, the Halloween episode, I think in 2017, where she passed out live on air. Um, so in, in, uh, in, in Friday's show, people were saying that she kind of had that same look where she passed out the first time. Um, kind of the same same look in her eyes. In addition to that, she kind of she was talking really slow. She was walking really slow, and she had on sneakers, so that was kind of strange. Um, and she struggled with long pauses while she was talking, and her commentary was very unclear. Uh, one person tweeted, "So today was a little over the top with Wendy Williams. Did anyone notice this, or was it me?" Another person tweeted, "From the time she came out, you can see something isn't right." Don't they tape early in the day? Whatever it is, it's too early to be using it. Please, someone take care of her. Don't let this continue. Um, another person tweeted, she's been this way since the start of the new season because uh, she's been this way since the start of the new season, but it is getting worse by the day. I think she's using again and they are enabling her for that check. Uh, Wendy Williams seemingly responded um, on Monday's episode and she said, 
Um, I, al I always say I love you for watching because I really, really do. I come here every day and I try to do the best that I can for you. I appreciate you watching, but even after all of these years, it's still work. An effort put in for the hour I'm out here, you know? I guess every day is not perfect. I'm not a perfectionist. I'm not perfect. So, you know, I feel bad for Wendy. Uh, I know that she has some issues. Some She has a lot of uh, health issues and her health has kind of been on a roller coaster. I know she has Graves disease. She has some issues with her thyroid and just a few other things. And um, so I don't know if it's, you know, drug use to cope or, you know, it's just um, overdosing on what she already has. I I, I don't know, but it, it is sad to see. I definitely encourage you to go check that out to see it for yourself. But it is sad if she, if it seems like, you know, she's going in a downward spiral. I just hope that she does get help. Um, some new music. Tiana Taylor dropped a new visual for her single, Lose Each Other. Sweetie dropped a new single called Back to the Streets with Janae Aiko. So, here's the thing. I love Sweetie. She's a cute little hot girl. Music, I can't get into. Um, but Janae's on it, so I might take a listen. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign released a new album called Featuring Ty Dolla Sign with features from Nicki Minaj, Roddy Rich, Kanye West, and more. So that should be interesting. Definitely go and check that out. Um, and Drake finally announced his new album, Certified Lover Boy, releasing January 2021. And by the title, I'm highly interested. <laughs> Shout out to Drake on the announcement of his new album. Um, so moving on to my favorite section, Shine, Black Girl Shine. Miss Paris McGowan makes history <coughs> Ooh, chow, chow. I don't have COVID, okay? I don't have COVID. Something was in my throat, okay? Uh, Paris McGowan makes history as Harley Davidson's first black female technician. 25-year-old Paris graduated from the Motorcycle Mechanics Institute with a specialty in Harley Davidson, making her the first black technician for the famous motorcycle brand. Shout out to Paris. Uh, NBC anchor Kristen Welker is the first black woman to moderate a presidential debate since 1992. Honey, and if y'all did not watch that debate, she was talking that talk, okay? Yes, Miss Kristen, go on ahead, girl. Go on ahead. And, wow, that looks like all I have for Shine Black Girl Shine. Okay, well, let's bring Miss Asha in, okay? Let's bring Miss Asha right on in and jump to this good old interview. I'm excited. I'm excited. How are you? When I say I've been seeing nothing but Aggie stuff all week at work, I, it's only Monday, but at work. <laughs> It's a pandemic, so all all week. All week. Monday all is week. all week. <laughs> um, I would see all the Aggie shirts, and I'm just like, these people are serious. Like, we are serious. But I haven't really seen any other schools go as hard for homecoming. Like oh, absolutely not. We have. Like, I understand people can't physically go, but it just... It's, it's that old Aggie spirit. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. It's good enough for me. Is it good enough you, for me? You know what I'm saying? And they, my thing is, we can't let it go. Like, mm -mm. you know what I'm saying? We we can't let it go. And that's that's the thing about it. But that's okay, though, because I, I still feel like we are so connected, even though we're so right. far away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we, Aggie's going to find a way. We're going to find a way. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised if people like who are at nearby Greensboro still pop up on campus on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. Light a candle, absolutely. a firework, do a chant. Something is still, it's still gonna happen. Like you know, I, I saw I saw some people like, oh, just touched down in Greensboro. And I'm like, what y'all doing in Greensboro? Like, 
Ain't no homecoming, bitch. Ain't no homecoming. I'm staying in this hotel that I booked last year, okay? I'm staying here. No, but for real, because we book a year in advance, and then, you know, to find out, what, four, five, six months before that we're not having uh, homecoming. So I can only imagine people still going and staying because they don't book their rooms. I was devastated because this year was my five year. So I graduated May 2015. Yes, it was! So this was my five year. I was like, I'm really like in the London for real. Like for real, for real. I didn't hit a milestone. Okay. It was like, yeah, okay. 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 <laughs> I saw uh, Dorian tweet. He was like, we're gonna have to celebrate the five year with, with us. I said, well, come on, y'all are welcome. No, cause okay. So for those listening who aren't Aggies, who don't know who mm-hmm. me and Maja are, we went to the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, home of the Aggies, the largest HBCU in the land, the number one, one. Top two, but I'm not two, okay? But not number two, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, we so number one, baby, it's lonely at the top, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, like this episode for us, it was important. We were like, let's just do a crossover episode because... We wanted to talk about homecoming, but I was so devastated. Like, oh my gosh, my five year. But I remember some of y'all in 2016, class of 2016, um, May 9th of this year was class of 2020's graduation. That's the actual date that I graduated on. So some of us posted our pictures on that Saturday morning, like, oh, happy five years to 2015. And some of y'all, and I love y'all, some of y'all in 2016 was like, y'all are narcissistic. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't get to have a a commitment. And here y'all go, posting Mm -hmm. y'all pictures being stuff. We like, that ain't my problem. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So now we gonna take over for the 2021 with y'all. Okay, come on, come on. Y'all welcome, (laughs) y'all welcome. I love 2015. I love 2015. Y'all definitely. we kind of a cool class. Absolutely. Low-key, maybe high-key. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We held it down when y'all left, okay? (laughs) And then after that, I don't know what happened. I don't know. And I don't say that shady. I just literally don't know what's going on over there at the school. I I done checked out. I was like, all right. You know, I, I will say that, you know, uh, I think it's, oh, I hate to say this, but I think it's just across the board. Like, I think just the generation of, of HBCU students, I guess, has definitely changed um, from when we, was in, when we were in school. And I mean, we've seen that with A&T, but just, you know, through social media and talking to a few folks, like, the dynamic is just different. It's very different. I will say, so I started at ANC Fall 2011. Instagram was like on the Coming low. up. It was coming up. It was up. coming yeah, up. Yeah, it was coming up. Twitter, yeah. Twitter was our thing, but, you know, we would have like really funny moments or funny debates or hashtags and follows and all these things on Twitter. Like Twitter used to be the spot. And honestly, if you're really real about it, Twitter is still the spot. If it you're is. really honest about it. It is. But, um... When I was a freshman in college, Instagram was only on Apple iPhones. Like, it wasn't on Android. It wasn't on anybody else's phone. It was an app specifically designed for iPhone. I, I don't even remember so, that, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I had a BlackBerry at the time, so I was definitely left Ooh. out of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely left out, but... um 
so yeah like the that immediate access of information and capturing every single experience that wasn't really part of our campus culture maybe until like my junior senior year but those first two years like we didn't have snapchat we didn't have instagram not everybody had instagram and even still was earlier versions of instagram we didn't have story we didn't have dms child well no sliding in no dm <laughs> that is it so was crazy. really like you had to like comment under somebody's old picture like on mm -hmm. oh yes okay i remember ago, that and you comment on that so people don't see it like people not actively paying attention like that's the era that I came from. So I feel like our spirit on campus really reflected that because you had to be in person mm -hmm, to really feel mm -hmm. the fun. Like you might've heard about it on Twitter and as Instagram started, you would kind of see it on Instagram, but like you, you wanted to be there. Right. So I feel like now social media, the powerful to that tool that it is still presents like a lot of um, hurdles because now people like, if it doesn't look a certain way on the timeline, people aren't going to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Where we just like, we just try to have fun. Like, what y'all doing? Uh -huh. Everybody uh -huh. goes to the cab. What we doing? Like, okay. And you know, it, that kind of brings me just to the memory of like dorm storming. <gasps> um, okay. And let, break it down real quick. Let me break it down real quick. Okay, y'all. So Asha and I were both um, in Student Government Association. And so in order to get a position on Student Government Association, you had to campaign. And so a part of our campaign was dorm storming and dorm storming literally meant going to each dorm and knocking on doors. Asking and the RA and the security guard, like, please uh, let me in this building. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and really like knocking on doors saying, Hey, I don't know you, you know, you don't know me, but my name is such and such. I'm running for this position and this is why you should vote for me. And then, you know, trying to get a little bit more information about them. So I think that just kind of speaks to what you were talking about in terms of, you know, like, that that in-person kind of interaction and like meeting people face to face not like oh i met this girl because like we slid in the dms another thing you know I, another really good point you brought up was like kind of tw how twitter was popping our class when we came in it was like hey y'all my name is maja i'm class of 2016 i live in such and such who are you kind of thing hashtag you know uh, in cat 2016 and then that's how you you met people like that like oh my god my name is such and such i live in holland hall too um da -da 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 -da, hashtag ncat 2016 when we met I, like that when i started at ant or like the summer before so summer 2011 they had like facebook groups for each class oh my so god. like <laughs> 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 Wait, the thought of it is that. really like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> Woo child. So like, <laughs> it would be like, you know, North Carolina A&T 2015, then 2014, 2013, like mm -hmm. each class had one. I'm sure one was created for y'all's class. I don't know what y'all did with it. But like, people used to put their Facebook information, their, like, you know, that's how we became friends on the social networks and at the time the main two that we were using were facebook and twitter but we was like getting on skype and uvu with each other y'all remember uvu <laughs> i remember uvu child that was <laughs> video chat okay, um, okay. <laughs> we all 50 million of us up there yes. but that's how people was like really building friendships like my my freshman year roommate like once we found out that we were roommates, then we was always talking on the on, in the Facebook group and like, you know, it was just 
that's how we kind of built friends. So then when we moved in on campus that first weekend, everyone's like, hey, that's that's such and such. But then also you might've been catfished a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, cause you you know trying to the pictures on Twitter and Facebook group look look a little different than what I than when you moved in, but you know, <laughs> but what first of all, what are you drinking? You didn't, what what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Um, so this week I am drinking Bosman or Bosman. Wait, I love on. that. Mm -hmm. Okay, Merlot. So, okay, Merlot. 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 <laughs> So I bought this bottle at Happy Cork, which is a black owned wine shop in Best Buy, Brooklyn. And this wine is not black owned, but the um, the lady at the shop, she was like the main mixologist, the wine mixologist who calls all the shots is a black woman. Oh, so that's all we need. So it's not um, a black company, it's still a black woman running all the things and like, signing off and creating the, the types of wine that hit the shelf. So this is one, and I actually just tasted it for the first time while sitting here, and I'm I'm not gonna drink the whole thing tonight. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to. Ashley, let me tell really you you need, you need video. People need to see you, Jail. I know, I know it's coming. I know it's a lot of work, but people need it, to see it. you. <laughs> people need to see you. You know what? Let me get through season two. Okay. That's and then season three, like when I go on hiatus from season two, or maybe midway. I don't know. I gotta map it out. I might need you to help me figure it out. Honey, I'm here. Um, it, it just practice. You just practice along the way, like kind of just try some things and just like test out, you know, your capacity to see, you know, um how much time you have and how much bandwidth you have. But honey, these facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk homecoming. Um, well, well, first let's, let's talk HBCU for, I guess, some of the people that are not familiar with kind of the HBCU experience. I was on a panel today at work, hey, actually panel. led by, right. Actually led by Jeff, Jeff Ron and Asia French. So shout out to them. Um, so, but one of the questions she asked was, and I just, I, I really want to kind of explore that, but she asked the panel, um, was your HBCU your first college choice? Like, why Why did you choose to go to HBCU and if that was your first college choice? And I was like, oh my God, this would be so good for our combo. So let's hear, Asha, why, why did you go to A&T? Why did you choose the HBCU and was this your first choice? Okay, so, funny story. <laughs> um, A&T was not my first choice. I, so I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, North Carolina A&T is a state institution, so it's a public university. Um, a lot of people from my high school went to A&T. And I was like, I ain't trying to be around all these people. I just spent four years in high school with them. Ooh, everybody from Raleigh go to A&T. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's how 17-year-old, that's how 18-year-old me felt. I mean, and if you went there, we was deep. Raleigh was deep. So, mm -hmm. oh my God, um, Raleigh, Raleigh, <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so, yeah. After a while, we were like we were so ugly. Oh my God. <laughs> but I wanted to go to Virginia State University in Petersburg, Virginia. And a lot of people be like, "Why would you go there?" But for me, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to get out the state, live in a new city try something else but what I didn't understand was this thing called out-of-state tuition Ooh. and and Ooh. I'm not 
right i'm not a first gen college student but still like my mom was like you're going to college so you need to do your applications you need to figure out all the things so it wasn't really ever explained to me what this means and like financial aid and all that mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. so i had paid my housing deposit like me and my roommate she was 21 i was like we about to be turned <laughs> up like yes <laughs> I was ready. Young Asha was ready. <laughs> then I got that financial aid package and I was like, oop. <laughs> I was like, they said that uh, I still paid 7000 this semester. Like, right. what? Mm-hmm. So I, I had a hard time like understanding that. Um, by this time, I had already told A&T, like, I'm going to Virginia State, so I'm declining your, like, I was not going to A&T. So the freshman orientation for both schools was on the same day. And my mom was like, Asha, where are we going? Are we going to Petersburg or are we going to Greensboro? And I was just like, well, guess we're going to Greensboro because I can't afford to go to Virginia State. And my mom couldn't afford to like take out loans for me. So I had called A&T like, hey. Remember me? <laughs> you know how I was talking all that big shit before. I was just playing. I was just I was playing. Kidding. I was seeing how your customer service. Okay. I was testing. I was testing. And y'all passed the test. That's Aggie Pride. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Lay. I was like, is it still too late? She was like, no. And then she just pulled up all my information, emailed me everything, and I was at the orientation. And that's how I got to AT. And I, I grew to love AT. Um, my mom didn't go to school in North Carolina, so it wasn't something that, like, as a kid, I, you know, that was right. passed down to me. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was supposed to go to college. I knew of HBCUs. Um, my mom did a year at Howard before her grades, um, sent her home. And <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> but she finished and she got two degrees, so what's okay. up? Okay! And that's all that matters, because I saw her two degrees. <laughs> Okay, Rochelle. <laughs> but no, started. my mom, she didn't finish at Howard, but she still finished and all that stuff. But I'm so, I'm not like a true HBCU legacy in that regard, but I really grew to love A&T. A&T gave me a chance. So I think I only got into one PWI coming out of high school, um, and that was Peace College, which is in Raleigh. So all it was an all-girls uh, college in Raleigh. Now it's a co-ed um, schools William Peace University but I didn't get into UNC Greensboro I didn't get into UNC Charlotte I didn't get into East Carolina like all the PWIs like rejected very easily but the HBCUs I applied to except Winston-Salem State they told me to retake my SAT and I was like "Mm." I'll drink to that but what I find interesting is that they deferred me but like A&T is the superior HBCU anyway so um, but still, HBCUs as a whole, like and, and all the love to Winston, you know, they're, they're our neighbors down the road, but HBCUs gave me a chance. Um, and I'm thankful that I had the opportunity because, like I said, those predominantly white institutions, like, didn't accept me, like, not even a little bit. So I was able to really do a lot with the opportunity I was given. I'm really thankful for it. So even though a was not my first, second, or third choice, it was the right choice for me. And, you know, I'm forever, forever grateful. So what was your, what was your story? How we get here? Um, so I, so I was kind of like you in a sense of just wanting to do something different. Um, it's crazy because I'm from Chester, Virginia and everybody I went to high school with went all the black people went to Virginia state. Um, 
And honey, I had I had to get up out of Virginia, and I wanted to go somewhere that was not too far, but not too close that my mama could pull up. Um, sorry, listen, mama, if you're listening. Listen, I feel you. <laughs> um, and so I, I you know, I didn't want to be at, at the school with you know a bunch of the people I went to high school with. I was like, honey, I'm ready to get up out of here. Um, but you know, A&T was not my first choice, uh, and and HBCUs were not my first choice. I am a first generation college student. My parents didn't um, didn't go to college, and um, I grew up in a predominantly white area. So HBCUs were far from you know. That my wasn't thinking. what was promoted to you. No, not not only was it not promoted, but it was something I was not comfortable. Like that just wasn't the things that I saw, you know, on a daily basis. Right. And so if I can be completely candid, um, you know, when I thought about HBCU, I'm like, child, I don't know if I could be around all these black people. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's I, a lot of people's natural reaction to it, it. I mean, to be honest, you, you know, growing up in a predominantly white area, don't get me wrong. You know, I, it was that, you know, I found myself being, you know, we were the minority, you know what I'm saying? So I can understand that, you know, it might be one or two black girls on my team or, you know, my chilling squad or whatever. Um, so I, I did experience that, but I think I kind of created this like survival kind of mode or tactic. Like I just learned to survive in those types of environments. Mm. Um, and so going, and we're, we're still doing that <clears throat> and still doing that. Absolutely. And so when I thought about an HBCU, I was like, Ooh, child, I, I don't know, you know, cause I, I, I wasn't completely uncomfortable. I was used to being around white folks. Um, but I, so I actually applied to um, Queens in Charlotte. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's a private school. Queens child. College, yeah. Yeah, real fancy, child. I applied to Queens. I remember I got accepted. I was getting ready to apply for my classes. They sent me a t-shirt. I still got a t-shirt and everything. Like, I, we was ready. Um, and if I can be honest with you, I think, I think my mind was set on going to North Carolina. So I think I just applied for A&T kind of for the hell of it. Just, you know, just right. applying. Like, it's right my there, why not? Open. Exactly. Just kind of keeping my options open. Um, I think I applied for like Norfolk State and a few others. Um, and so I don't I don't really know how I made the decision to go to A&T. Um, I don't know what about a Because it wasn't that I didn't get accepted anywhere or, you know, I, I had those options. So child, maybe it was Jesus. Just you know, talk. I mean, it was just redirecting the path. That's <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? And um, and you know, even even when I got to Auntie, I was still scared. Like it was so different for me. So different being surrounded really? by black people. So different, yeah. Um, all black people, like nothing yeah. but black people. Like that was different for me. I, I've I've I'm just not from from that. I'm my the place I'm from is called Chester. Like it sounds white. <laughs> Chester, <laughs> okay, Chester. Uh, so, you know, it, it was completely different for me. And it's something that I, I wouldn't say grew to love. I did grow to love it, but I think it's just one of those things where it, it hardened my shell in a mm -hmm. good way though. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely best decision I've ever made. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would absolutely choose A&T again. Like best freaking decision ever. I love A&T, but I think the reasons that I love ANC are very different than what people might expect. So people, Ooh, let's talk about it. People know, like I was really involved on campus. I was an RA, and I loved being an RA. It was so fun. I love the drama because I love like, <laughs> girl, this person. Da, 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 da. Like, right, right, um, right. I was in student government. I was in couture. Like I used to dance with couture. Like did different things. Oh, come on. I used to sing with Couture, okay? Okay. 
But like, for me, what I love the most about A&T was like the history about it. And I think because of my experience in student government or just like people that I met, I think I was positioned um, intentionally or maybe unintentionally in a lot of surroundings where I was able to soak in so much. So like, I think it was the end of my freshman year um, and I, there was, I was going to some program that the sophomore class had, um, and I forgot what it was about, but Dr. Rashid was there. Oh, so she used to be the Dean of Students and um, she started speaking at this program. Like, I don't even think she was a part of the program. She just attended. And then she like raised her hand to comment and just whatever she was talking about really moved. Orion, me and Amber there. We were like three amigos and we were just like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and we, we got to talk. So we, we were talking to her for a good minute and then like once a month, I would just pop in her office and like cry in her office because she just has a spirit that is like, why am I talking about all of this with you right yeah, now? Yeah, she sure like, does. She sure does. We came to talk about my grades. So how we start talking about my childhood trauma? Like that's Ju that's Judy, honey. <laughs> that is Judy for you. But to be around somebody who made me feel very vulnerable. But at, and at the time, I probably wouldn't have called it that. But I felt so comfortable enough that I could just I didn't have to be Asha, the personality. I didn't have to be Asha, the student leader. It was just me and her, you know, like all of that stuff didn't matter. Um, Cause I, I do think as much as I love a I do think the social circles can be a little difficult to navigate for some people. And it, I definitely had challenges with it. Like I really struggled with that. So just being able to have a safe space where I could just like take it all off and just talk to someone. She she was like that mama on campus that you didn't know you needed. She sure was. Had, like, one time definitely saw me walking around the yard when it was class time. And she's like, why aren't you in class? I was like, <clears throat> ooh, ooh, you got know, you together. I don't got a class at 11. <laughs> what she talking about? Why like, you in my business? That's a Rashid, <laughs> oh my God. And I, I just remember my junior year was her last year working for the university and she retired. And it was right before they closed the student union, the old student union. And um, it was in Stalin's ballroom and Stalin's, the man who was named after, I don't know his first name, he was there for her retirement. So like, oh, wow. that was kind of cool because we see this man's face and we have all these events in here and his right. picture old as hell. And I was like, wow. Like, and right, he right. Glasses. like, it was just, he looked just like his picture, but it was just in person. And just to see their exchange for people that have known each other for decades and like been so invested in the institution, just to be around that, to hear their stories, like, I really appreciated that because it it taught me why HBCUs in general are important, why my HBCU is important, and why North Carolina A&T is essential to like the history of Greensboro, the history of North Carolina, the state, the history mm -hmm. of this country. Like I've learned that through so many gems at A&T. That's what made me like really love A&T. Yeah, yeah. My little. I think. <clears throat> I think that was good. That was good. Uh, uh, I need a tissue. Um, Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just overwhelmed with emotion. Right. 
No, I think for me, um, that that was really good. That was really good. And I mean, I I think for Judy Rashid, I think to know her is to love her. Like if you, I feel bad for you if you did not know who Judy Rashid was. Cause honey, that lady was a powerhouse. But she didn't even have to like, like it was, she naturally Her presence, it. yeah, yeah, her presence. It was just something about her presence. It's like when she walk in the room, you sit up a little straight. Everybody just be quiet. Yeah, you sit up, uh, they go over she. Hey, Dr. Richard. Uh-huh, yep, yep, she exactly. She opens her arms to yep. you. You just be like, uh. oh my God, you want to hug me? Um, she, she could sense things about, like she didn't even have to know you. She could just be around and she'd be like, come see me. I need to talk mm -hmm. to you. Be like, oh my gosh. But she just, she just pours love on people. And she has very unique ways of doing that. Cause sometimes in the moment it might sting a little bit. Because right. She's tough on you, but she always still finds ways to weave in compassion. Right. And right. Care. So it's like, even if it's sung a little bit, she's still gonna like, she's gonna rub it out for you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay. Like, it's still all love. And you'd be like, I feel seen. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> I'm gonna do better, Dr. Rasheed. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think for me, A&T, uh, well, first, I love A&T because I think it's really, really, really taught me to not only work hard, but work harder. Um, and I say that because I think, you know, you made some good points about, you know, just, you know, some people finding it difficult to kind of navigate those social circles, navigate navigate the social life at A&T. And I think I had an issue with that in the beginning. You know, I don't think I was ever a part of uh, like a crew or like associated with like a group or, you know, something like that. And, and sometimes I think <clears throat> I when I said that I was hard on myself or, or I felt kind of like left out because I wasn't a part of like a crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think... Another thing, and I actually wrote a blog about this, but coming coming to A&T, you know, everybody could dress. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, could beat their face. You know what I'm saying? Everybody could pump in some stilettos. Like, everybody- like, had, this lip gloss I got here is doing- you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, every everybody had, you know, big, curly, natural hair. So, so there wasn't anything about what you were wearing or what I was wearing or how you looked or how I looked that really differentiated us because everybody had style, right? Everybody was beautiful. Everybody could dress. Like, everybody had this physical appearance that was for the gods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, everybody really cared about how they looked, but it wasn't superficial. It was right, like... Exactly, right. It was more so, like, just wanted to like feel confident and to express mm -hmm. and every now and then of course you wanted to pop out with a look a little start yeah yeah you wanted to be seen okay like, <laughs> the first few days of classes or homecoming week and then after that it's pretty much sweat okay yeah entire just, year. okay That's but it. it wasn't it wasn't in a like oh you got on this label and i've got on that it's just more right. so like how you put pieces together or your personality and how you show that right through how you dress because like you said a lot of people have style like when I, my freshman year, the DC kids, we were like, what do y'all have on? Like, right, they right. were very bright, very <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, out there. But then we learned more about like DC culture and how it is vibrant. Like, right, this. so then right. we're like, oh, that's why the DC girls wear orange lipstick to the 8 Okay, okay, like, <laughs> um, no, no, th that's so true. And I think what taught me the lesson that I learned from that is that whatever I did, whatever I ran for, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever, 
thing, just whatever I went out for at ANT or whatever, you know, I wanted, I had to, it was about work ethic. Like it wasn't about <clears throat> how well you dressed or how stylish you were because everybody was well dressed. Everybody was stylish. Everybody was beautiful. So it was really about your work ethic and what you brought to the table that was going to make you different. Um, and because of that, I feel like AT made me work harder. You know, when you're, you know, like me, you know, just growing up in a predominantly white area, my skin already separates me. You know what I'm saying? Like me being black, me me being me having you know big curly hair, my body being more defined than the white girls. If I can right. be you know completely right. candid, you know that already set me apart. You know what I'm saying? But when I came to Antique, honey, everybody got bodacious bodies. <laughs> you know, every here we all in the grits okay. in the calf. Okay, and them them grits was thick. Okay, okay, we was all thicker than grits. Yes! So, Even the little booties matter, girls. Okay. Still little little booties matter. Little booties matter. I can't relate, but I'm still an advocate for y'all. I'm so Because, <laughs> baby, if you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. No. And that's okay. Because not every pain is meant to be felt. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello. But, yeah, so I think, you know, in in that like in understanding and knowing that it made me work harder for what i wanted because it was about who i am um and what i brought to the table that that really separated me and put me a level above you know to to get what i really wanted if i can you know talk from a personal just experience like even running for like miss ant and talking about kind of just the difficulties navigating you know those social circles i was the underdog in that you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have a crew. I wasn't Greek. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a part of any... A lot of the orgs I was I was a part of were um, orgs in my major or specific to my spe specific right. to my major. Right. Um, and I think the only one outside of my major was probably Couture that I participated in. But I wasn't in any major orgs. You know, I wasn't... Um, I think I did RJ for one year. Um, but I wasn't a part of any major orgs. I didn't live in the popular dorms, you know, in the beginning. I wasn't from a state or a city that everybody knew each other, like Raleigh or Durham or Charlotte or you know something like uh even dc i feel like everybody came from dc knew each other they all got on the same bus together yeah, okay it came together <laughs> like i can say maybe four people from my high school or just from where i from where i'm from came to ant and maybe three of them dropped out so it was only like two or three of us that actually graduated so i wasn't a part of like a real crew like i said i wasn't you know a part of any major org so it really was about what i brought to the table and so it made me work harder. And I think I've used that lesson just in, in my life now, especially in my career, right. um, is to work harder, you know, is to work harder. Like make it about what you bring to the table rather than how I look, how I dress, how my hair is styled, what lipstick I have on today, but what I can bring in this meeting, you know, in this project, to this sale, to this customer, Right. Um, to the strategy or whatever else. And I think that's one thing I really, really love about ANT because that's what it taught. And that's something I will never, ever, ever let go. Um, I feel like ANT definitely taught me like how to work hard, but definitely work working smarter. Um, and I think for me, working smarter has just been like how I network. Um, and that's something that I feel like still benefits me a lot oh, today. Yes. So. I'm going to work hard because I'm a Capricorn woman. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. But, <laughs> but I mean, and it, and it is important to work hard, but I think being strategic with your connections is really important. Um, and so for me, 
I knew a lot of people from a lot of circles. Um, so even like people think like, oh, you're from Raleigh, you only hung with the Raleigh people. And I'm like, mm, not really. Like I'm one of those people. I have a lot of really great friendships with people that you probably wouldn't expect me to because mm. like of how I navigate people. You'd be like, I didn't know you talked to Asha like that. And it's not for bad reason. It's just like, I don't necessarily have to be like, look, look at me being friends with all these right, people. Right. I just move um, a little more silently, I guess, in that regard. And I feel like that has helped me build all sorts of connections where I have friends from different circles and I have very individualized relationships with them. And even people who aren't friends, like mentors or administrators and things like that. Because if I email Dr. Pierce right now talking about I need a job at A&T because I have a degree in higher ed, She's if it's not at AT, she's gonna connect me to somebody. Absolutely. She wrote my letters for grad school. You get what I'm saying? So wow. um for me it was just like, okay, you know what? There's something about this person that I admire or I wanna know more about, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna connect with them in that way. Or you know what? Like we got this class together and we both be struggling on the test. So now like we right, bonded right. over that and I've maintained a lot of those relationships in some capacity. And I think that's why I'm able to leverage support the way that I am now because I don't just have like one affiliate, you know what I mean? So right, right. a definitely taught me how to like pitch myself and be able to be like, I'm Asha Brown, an English student from Raleigh. Yeah, <laughs> like when I gotta on. turn it on, I know how to turn it right. on. I know how to represent myself. And even if I'm nervous on the inside, A&T taught me enough to push through, to build those connections and to put yourself out there. And I still get in my head sometimes about it, but it's like, I was still kind of equipped with how to maneuver and like use right. your voice and command the attention by stating your name. Hello. Like, I don't, I never say my name is, no, I am. I am, yep. I mm -hmm. am, like mm -hmm. I am Asha Brown. Cause that's exactly what I'm going to give you. So I learned, a lot of that from a and and I think that's what's been helping me move the way that I move. Like, even when I fail sometimes, like, right. just that foundation still helps me get back up, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, of course, you know, everybody is, is sad, and we, um... You like, H O N We said, it's homecoming, <laughs> They don't understand. Why? Honey, homecoming is RIP. 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 Just RIP to homecoming 2020. So I had, I had plans. Okay. I I didn't theme this year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For your five years. I'll give you For that. Five I will years give you that. So For just. Sure. Just for the simple fact, right, I think, you know, we can all, as funny as it sounds, I think we are all, like, super disappointed and just, like, hurt from the fact that, you know, homecoming is not here. Uh, but I really just want to talk about, like, why is homecoming so special? Like, why is this so important? Other than the fact that we get to stunt, you know? <laughs> like, why, like, we get to buy a whole bunch of outfits and some of them we might not wear. But, you know, why is this just so special? Like, why is, why is this so, why is homecoming so important to us? especially HBCU people like this. Listen, because, okay, homecoming is an experience. Okay. It is mm -hmm. not, it is not um, for the lighthearted nor the weak hearted. 
Um, at least not ours. Maybe speak for your other kids. I don't know. But I feel like I looked at I look at homecoming from two different lenses. I look at it from a student perspective and what that meant for me. And then me even now as an alumna, like what that means for me. So as a student, it was just like, you know, it's not really for us, but they do a lot for us to make us feel, you know, like we're having a good time and all of those things. But I just love the atmosphere because from the students to the administrators, to the maintenance man, to the men that cut the grass every day. And you know, A&T cut their grass every day. I'm pretty sure even in COVID when the campus was shut down this summer, I know oh, confident. still had a job. 100%. I, I know they did it. <laughs> 100%. No it's doubt. Like, There's no students here. We don't know when we coming back, but that grass is going to oh, be cut. Okay. I, I no doubt at all. Listen, but I feel like homecoming as a student, it's for me, it was just a time to like continue to build that pride about the university and to like, I don't know. I just feel like it was just so important because the spirit, you could feel it from all ends of the campus. Like I have professors who would be like, all right, if, if y'all okay with me moving y'all test to Wednesday, I'll give y'all class off on Friday. Like, like, cause your professors, some of your professors are Aggies too. So it's just this spirit where everyone just feels happy. Everyone can't wait for the nighttime for the activities or can't wait for the weekend when all their friends come in town. It's just a certain spirit that even if you're not the most popular and I say that loosely or, you know, whatever, there's still a sense of love that floats around that campus. And it's just like, whoa and then like we really be turning up and we still be going to class the next day like people think that honey we don't be doing nothing and we do we get our work done but <laughs> like we still gonna have a good time and i just feel like i feel like that's what ANC was for me like just knowing how to balance the two, knowing how to work hard, play hard. But homecoming is just a very vibrant time on campus and you just have fun, you just feel free. Like, I don't know. Or just even like the type of people the university would bring to campus, you'd be like, wow. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. Such and such came to our campus. <laughs> like, whoa. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was like that. But then even as an alum of the university, you know, I, you know, we were a lot of us are in white spaces all the time. So then when we get to come back to homecoming, it's just like you you can take off that work persona mm -hmm, and you can just be mm -hmm. and you could turn up and nobody's judging you. And it's just love because you know what? You had a rough ass week at work, your boss getting on your nerves. But today, like it's homecoming and it's like all your cares go away. And you could stunt on the niggas that slept on you. Okay. Cause that's why yes. I'm here. That's why I'm here. Cause baby boy, baby girl, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's good. I think for me, you see my when it comes, I'm so dead. This oh is my how God. I was trying to be at homecoming. <laughs> I was trying to be like the Aggie and Agatha. I was trying to find me. Get off the Zoom. <laughs> I was gonna give it one more shot to give one of these A&T men like a try. I am I was, so, so we could take our pictures on the track like this. 
You get oh my! I cannot stand you so bad, so, so bad. In honor, <laughs> so in honor of not being able to, <laughs> y'all should see her background for those who listening to the podcast. Um, we gotta take a picture. <laughs> we, okay, something. But I think for me, you know, when we talk about just going to Ant, well, let me. I think we can both attest to the fact that. Attending homecoming as a student and attending homecoming as an alumna is it hits it's complete two completely different experiences. Absolutely. Um, but I think you know when you think of just you know you mentioned like the love and the joy and the peace and the happiness that attending an HBCU brings you. Um, just you know if it's if it's you know being able to go to college, reaching a major milestone, being you know, the first of your family to go to college. If you're like me, you come from a predominantly white area and then you go to, you know, an all black college and you get to, you know, be the majority there. You know, for those who had positions like we did and we're in orgs and we're in social groups and all that other good stuff. I think homecoming is just a time to relive those memories because, you know, if you are anything like me, like college was one of the best times of my life and I don't mean that just because of you know like the partying uh, don't get me wrong that played a huge part but Listen, <laughs> that's why the way that I was throwing it in Riverwalk honey. Campus Green honey is why my knees is, is why my knees ain't on the stallion level right now because I got honey, it they, out my they blown out you don't blow you don't blow them out I might get out. you like 10 seconds of a real quick <laughs> So dear, you sound like an old lady, but you know, I think AT was just such an amazing time in my life. And I think like just going back to homecoming as an alumna is just the love. Like you said, you just feel it, like just driving past campus. And- oh my goodness. Go ahead, go ahead. What is it? What is it? What is it? I get off on that exit and I turn onto East. Marcus it's just it's just a feeling Ooh. yeah it's just a feeling that like you you would have had to go on to a to understand what we're talking about but like just getting off of that gate little, uh, exit. what's that stack that smoke stack oh yeah that i don't even know what uh, uh-huh yeah because you know how like all the greensboro schools have like a water tower or something that's like up in the air to let you know you're on their mm-hmm. campus mm-hmm. and once i see that little smoke stack i'll be like oh my god <laughs> Yes, and I think just homecoming just brings all of that back. I think homecoming is just a reminder of what you accomplished. Like, how much love you had, how much happiness you had, how much joy you had attending an HBCU, and just reliving and remembering and just reminding yourself of everything you accomplished and then all of the people who supported you along the way. Um, right. So it's, just, it's just the... It's, just the it's, it's really like... A family reunion. Alum, it's a huge family reunion, absolutely. Uh-huh. And I feel like when you're a student, it's still family reunion, but it's like you're still the kids at the family reunion. Yes. So like, you just want to play. You like you you like going, but it's like it's, it hits different. And then when you're grown, it's just like you come back. It's different or, or coming back. You're the you're the kid. You, the the people at that are on campus are students. It's like when y'all have, when you host a family reunion at your house. So it's different when you got to travel to come to the family reunion versus when the family reunion is at your house. So I think that's kind of what it is. Like when, right. you, when you travel, you haven't seen these people, you know, in so long and you come to homecoming, like it just hits completely different as alum. So It really does. 
I, I feel my best homecoming weekend. Like I, I feel my best person there because it's just the environment. I feel like I can just be me. I wish I might have to show y'all because I know Maja, she's um she's publishing her her video with the with the podcast. Come on, what you and gotta I show us, honey? I might, can I, can I share my screen? Come on, let's see what you got to show us. Hold on, I got to <laughs> go into my archives. Shout out to my MacBook where I could just pull it up right here. Yeah, um, let's see what you got to show us. Before I take it back to Homecoming 2019, let's do that. Where's my own videos? Child, because I just need y'all to understand the type of environment, the type of freedom you can have at Homecoming and there's really no judgment like because while you sitting there like oh my gosh i can't believe it's like somebody auntie and grandma is doing the same thing which okay i mean but for real because no that that, no judgment no judgment like if i could just show y'all i wish i could show y'all all all that i saw last year but um is this me i think so okay (laughs) Hold on, let me pause it so I can share the screen. Oh my gosh, I'm excited to show you this one. Yes, I'm excited. Let's see what you got. Wait, to. let me share. You got to change your settings. Wait, me? Yeah, it won't let me okay, share. Okay, let me let me see how I can do this. Ooh, not cut the video off. Okay, hold on. Video settings. Yes. Okay, share screen. Wait. Advanced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, use TC. No, that ain't it. Sh- share a selected app window only. That ain't it. I'm crying. It don't say anything about. Let me see. Okay, auto capture with window filtering, advanced capture. No, that ain't me. Okay, let me see. Let me go to video settings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Hide non video participants. Nope, that ain't it either. Okay, wait. Let me see. I don't know how to do it. Um, what is it saying? It just says that you disabled uh, sharing. <laughs> that won't me. So it's just like, um, well, can oh, you email go it? To, go to okay, share wait. screen. Okay. Should it shouldn't be there? Scan to create side by side. Or go to advance. I don't know, cause you can easily fix it while you're um right. What's Dang, I'm gonna show y'all. Can you email it to me? Maybe I could show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna text it to you. You want to make it great? Mm-hmm. Send it to me. I can open it on my computer. <laughs> I'm so dead. Okay. Because I just want. I'm sure you'll like edit to cut to this piece, right? I don't know how you do your thing, but we gonna figure it out. Oh, wait, okay, I fixed it. All participants can share. Oh, look at it. Well, who can start sharing with someone else? Okay, try, okay. I, I, okay, I, I got it. Oh, my God! <laughs> Is that you? Oh, no, that's somebody yes. right now. Is that you? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, in the middle of the street. With no friends. Do you know this lady hyping you up? <laughs> yes, I do know the girl uh, hyping me up. <laughs> oh my. That's, that's it. 
Girl, I was on Sullivan, like, not too far from the stadium. And um, we was just having a ball. And like I said, people be like, oh, my gosh. Da, 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 da. But here's another one for the folks. Just real quick. It's a couple seconds. I'm so dead. Is this you? No. <laughs> I was saying, honey, what's going on? When did you have your hair like that? I'm so dead. I love this. And then everybody just hyping her up. <laughs> like, I love it. Good times. Like, Good I do not times. know that lady. Like, they was cutting up, but that's just home. That's the homecoming spirit. Don't nobody care who you, like, what your job is, what you're doing. It's just like, none of that matters. Just have a good right. time. It's your family. Even people that you right. don't know personally, because some of the videos I got, I, I probably will never see these people again. But mm -hmm. it's just everybody's having a good time. It doesn't right. matter how old you are. The, the babies be turning it up. Like okay, everything. they be doing a little, <laughs> <laughs> little hit them folks. You know the babies love the whip. And they, they hit the folks, honey. Like woo, I don't. I, okay, know. I can't. I do a little some little twist. Right, but it's just <laughs> it's just the freeness that carefreeness right. because. Right. In our day-to-day, -day, like, you know, we're so worried about chasing our careers and we have to be a, right. a professional or we have to use a certain voice when we're in certain spaces and da da da, -da or people, oh, my gosh, what do I put on my social media? Right. But here, like, nobody cares it's just about fun. that. Yeah, it's just no. fun. You're going to see somebody's granddad macking on somebody, turning it up. You're going to sure see somebody's is. grandma doing the same. And then you're sure going to see, will. like, girls who are freshmen doing the same thing. Like, it just don't even matter. And nobody's judging you. It's just, like... Go ahead, baby. It's homecoming. Uh -huh. Do your time. thing. Yep, it's homecoming. Homecoming y'all low. Y'all okay? Y'all need some water? Mm -hmm. Y'all good? And that's it. Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I love about it. Just, it's just a free space, and it's just all love, and it's just music booming from every direction. People dancing in the street. Right. Somebody yeah. looking at you, look, and you look hungry, and they just give you a plate. Uh huh. Sure do. <laughs> I used to love that in college. Baby, you hungry? You could see it in my. Come on over to our table. Yeah, they sure will recruit you. Did you see? You got fish. You got fi you got hot sauce, baby. Yes. Like uh huh. Don't even know them, but they they saw they'll the hunger. They, they saw the hunger. They'll get you together. They You're looking you a little together. frail, baby. You look a little frail. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I miss that. I miss that atmosphere um, where we create our own rules, and I think that's the beautiful part about homecoming. Like, yeah, we go for the parties. Absolutely, yeah, we might go to stunt a little bit because, like I said, it might have been some people that didn't see. Didn't see the, mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the rose that was grown from the concrete, and here you uh -oh, are with uh -oh, your job. Uh -oh. <laughs> looking good. You got that grown woman thing going on. Yes, now. I'm so dead. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not in that relationship in undergrad no more. Okay. Hello. Because, <laughs> honey. People, when you get out of college, people be really confessing how they feel about you, and I'll be mm -hmm. like, what? It's like, but you had a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But then they see you at home. Oh, I didn't think you would look at me. Or oh, I didn't think you would look this way. You look good. Which where you at? Oh, I, I live near there. I'll come visit. And the niggas start inviting themselves over. That's the spirit of homecoming, honey. <laughs> that is. That is. That's you. You um. You know. You you, you going to G Ho this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you staying? I've been seeing you doing your thing. Where you staying? Oh, uh, I've been seeing you doing your thing. That's it right there. That's it right there. <laughs> they be trying to compliment you out here doing your thing. Like, so when you coming in, it's so right. whole time, I do not like you. <laughs> Stop it. Sir, no, it's a no for me. The tailgates, the just everything. And 
you know, last year I didn't go to the game, but I usually go to the game just for that atmosphere. And, you know, there's no place to sit because right. everybody's just there wanting to see the band. Everyone's just so happy to see each yep. other. And it's, it's people that you don't even talk to often. Or right. maybe that person that was in your class and y'all didn't know each other's names, mm-hmm. but y'all knew yep. each other. Like, yep, yep. It's just, it's just so much love there. And I feel like I felt more love at homecoming than sometimes on campus because it's different when you're like away Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Back. Absolutely. So, I love it. I think, I think from an activity standpoint, I definitely had more fun in undergrad, like going to the concert, going to the gym jams and like, you know, all those things. Um, I feel like as an alum, like I'll be tapping out a little bit sooner. I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna Oh talk. yeah, same, same. <laughs> y'all, y'all like going to another party? Another I can't. One? I, I can't. You're not I can't done here. Do right. I can't. I don't know if I can hang this time. It's another party. Or Chad, if anything, I'm like, you're gonna have to let me get a nap in because this ain't gonna work. You need the nap. You need the nap. You need this to ain't gonna work. marathon it. It's not a sprint. Um, definitely yes. don't lose your friends at homecoming, especially if you got Sprint because your phone, your text <laughs> oh message. Oh my God, good. that is the worst. And I <laughs> used to have Sprint. <laughs> that is the worst. Let me tell y'all, if you, if you did not go to a and um, I don't know if your campus, you can relate, but definitely there would be so many people on our campus pulling at the same what two three cell towers that literally you can't send a text you can't get no text messages can't really call nobody like we still be trying to use our little aggie access login like can we still log on the wi-fi you know what i'm saying because it's ridiculous it's this is this ain't it this so don't it. lose your friends like if y'all going through a crowd we holding hands like we locking arms mm-hmm. especially me i'm sure i really have to lock <laughs> arms with people i'll be like look i get lost right right I get lost in crowds. Not because I'm not paying attention. I'm just small. Like Right, right. <laughs> but that's part of the homecoming experience where you don't get all your text messages till you get back to your hotel. And it'd be interesting with Mark getting those uh-huh, messages too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then low key be a little salty. You miss some of them. But you'd be like, that's, dang. That's another story for campus. another Right. Ooh. That's another story for another day. Ooh, what to do when you miss your Aggie boo? That's the next episode. I get <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. No, but I think I think it was just good for us to do this and just like reminisce on it because like I always look forward to going to ANT um for homecoming. I always bring friends that didn't go to ANT with me. Right, right. Um so I went to grad school at the University of Louisville. I tell my listeners that all the time. And so homecoming there is very, very, very different. It's very, very okay. white. Um and like the one little activity they carve out for black students it's like sometimes they pull it together sometimes the step show don't mm-hmm. happen like it's just it's a very different culture um game day is important for them because their games are televised like it's, it's very different right. but um my friends that come with me you know they love their alma mater because that's that was their experience and that's awesome um, but when they come here, they're just like, dang, like, it's just the energy is there. And for them to have not attended this institution and really their only connection to the institution is me. It's not like they know right. young people. They're just like, that was so fun. Like, that was great. Like, 
I feel good. Like just right, to be in right. space and they just, we just having a good time. Cutting up, drinking, we walking on the yard like shots. Okay. <laughs> if you see me, tilt your head back. Like yes. I definitely had a bottle of Jameson on the yard last year. The year before that I had tequila. And if you saw me, you took a shot to that bottle. Honey, let me drive the boat. We was driving the boat. <laughs> sure. I don't know how that's going to work post COVID, but I know, I know. We gonna might have out. to uh, get like carry little shot you cups. You know, something plastic. Yeah, you everybody yeah. hold their own shot cup. Okay. Yeah, because now I'm just like mm, I don't know, but I do hope that we get to experience homecoming next year. So I think we the will. way we can do that is I need y'all to wear a mask. Okay, wear your mask and stay. Just stay at home at some point. Like you know, keep just limit limit your going outside. You know, wear your mask. Don't be in a bunch of big groups. I mean, I know. Wait, I got to show you something else. Hold on, I'm about to get it. Oh, okay. Try this picture. It's cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was a celebration bowl last year. Oh, my God. And this is our last year in the MEAC, so, so that sucks. Oh, my God. That is so crazy. All right, hold Just, on. Wow. How things have changed. Give us something good. All right, so, you know, masks are important, but I love to... Have my little Aggie pride going at the same time, y'all. Uh oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, that's so cute. I'm slacking. How cute is that? And I got another one. My mom got these for me. Said HBCU made. <laughs> that is so cute. So I might wear this mask all week in the name of Aggie Pride. As you should, as you should. Yes, come on. <laughs> I love it. That is so We cool. love to see it. That's how I'm going to be at homecoming next year. Stop. We on. love to see it. We love Stop. to see it. We love we love Aggies who are safe now, okay? Yes, Aggie Pride's all Aggies who safe. No, I think um, I definitely miss being on campus. It's just, first of all, a is such a beautiful campus. And I, I definitely miss. I don't miss uh, walking to class, but I just miss. That. Okay, not at all. <laughs> not at girl, all. Girl, I used to live in Barbie Hall, and have class in GCV, and I'm not a timely person. Same. I lived in Van Story and had class, Ooh. and that's all of my classes were in Crosby and GCV. So, honey, I knew the struggle. I was getting my steps in. Okay. Okay, steps like Listen. no other. Listen, that's why I could walk in New York fast as hell now because A&T prepared me because I was okay. trying to get the class low key. Another life okay. lesson. And listen, <laughs> didn't know I was really here. The universe has this way of teaching it, us. It's your, okay, guys, <laughs> honey, prepared. Prepared. Score. Like, listen, yes. don't, don't sleep on me. These legs can get to moving. Okay. Okay. okay my knees ain't all bad. My I take my day, my one a day for women's. Okay. Listen. Get out. <laughs> All right, well, this is good. Give me yeah. that oh, and spirit. I miss Golden Delight. I miss that. I'm sad I didn't get to see P-Funk this year. And I hope that they put out a video or something of them doing it. Chell, I don't, I don't even want to see the Golden Delight. I want to see the old Golden Delight. Oh, the old that. Golden. They Ooh. be killing it. That's who I want to see. With all the body, like. Yes, and still be getting it. Was thicker than a snicker, y'all. Let me tell you this. And they was getting it. Like, no, you knew them girls was from the South. Because them girls is thick. Like, I can't. I cannot. Yes. But no, to everybody out there, even if you didn't attend an HBCU, 
Um, you know, this we're not trying to do that debate. First of all, that's tired. But, you know, still show your support to HBCUs because um, our institutions matter. And for a lot of us, that was our entryway to higher education. Like I mentioned, for me, I didn't get accepted to other schools and these HBCUs open their doors to me to give me a chance. Um, and so, you know, I really hate when people throw salt on our names, like granted, you don't have to go there. You don't ever have to send your kids there or whatever. But I feel like as black people, um, it's kind of nasty of us to throw shade at the institutions that open their doors for us historically when other schools, these big name schools would not. Um, and granted, times have progressed in a lot of ways right. and increased opportunities for people, but um, there's something special about HBCUs and there's something unique and magnificent that they do for the students who attend there. Um, a lot of major culture comes from a lot of HBCU mm -hmm. grads. And so um, some of your favorite TV shows, like all these things. So, you know, I, I'm very thankful for our institutions, even the ones that aren't A&T because right. they're still important. And um, historically, a lot of our schools have ties to these PWIs, even A&T. Like we are the black equivalent to NC State. Um, we're both land grant institutions and both focusing in engineering and mm -hmm, the sciences. Mm -hmm. um, and so historically, when there was talk about the, um, the Second Moral Act, which basically um, was the establishment of like black land-grant institutions, um, NC State was like, mm, we don't want the colored kids on our campus. Mm -hmm. So that's how we ended up starting in the basement of Shaw University. So the history behind uh, the establishment of our institutions is very rich. And right. the the fights that we've had to go through to keep our doors open, okay. um, they all matter. So even if you aren't a graduate or a student there, you know, just don't sleep on us because we do very magical things that really Absolutely. influence our culture and society. And we're not less than. My degree still holds a lot of weight. Trust okay. me, people know about AC. Okay. <laughs> like, they do. They do. So... I mean, I'm happy for all of us that go to school, but I it really like ruffles, it, it just disrupts my spirit <laughs> to hear um, hear us go at each other over who's is better and da 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 da. And it's just like at the end of the day, the fact that we all have this opportunity to pursue higher education, however we get there, right? That's right. important. And our institutions, you know, we're trying to preserve our legacies because they've really done a lot for for a lot of us. So. That's yeah. my little. Okay. There. Period. I, honey, ditto, ditto. Like you said, I think the 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 comparison I think is just it's tired. You know, like I feel like uh, HBCUs are just as important, just as valuable as any other institution. Bottom line. I went um, to the other institutions too, and same. It is same. a difference. It is a difference, and while the the black experience for me it was different because I was in grad school, so I didn't care about like certain same, things same. compared to like the undergraduate students, but I worked with some of them just because of my program and their black experience is different. It's not a black college experience because they did not attend a black college, but it's still their black experience as college students, if that makes right. sense. Right. And no, they I have to, you. they got to do what they can because a lot of them are fighting to have their programs 
their things like that because they are not the majority on their campuses. Right, so right. shout out to y'all that's hustling to incorporate black culture and experiences on your campuses. Like we see you like all that Twitter shit is fake to me in okay. real life. Like you got HBCU guys that still want to see you win and still, you know, acknowledge like what y'all trying to do in your campuses, but we can acknowledge that they're different and that's okay too. And at the end of the day, if we don't do it, who will? Honey, who? if we don't represent for us, who will? Who? If <laughs> so. not us, then who? Then who? Yeah. So, yes. Oh, yeah. And for all y'all that like to ask Maj, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm so glad. I'm Ashley I am ask Maja. I am Ashley Blaine. I'm the creator and host of <laughs> Wine About It, the podcast. It's your weekly candid conversation about any and everything while sipping your favorite glass or I bottle because there's no judgment over here so of me. wine. So, no, seriously, like, whatever you got to do, there's no judgment. Child. Okay, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yes. Well, I'm excited and I'm I am too. glad we finally did this. We've been going back and forth. I know, like, so Okay, much. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. So now, I got your Tony, number now. You got my number now. No, yes, me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just be texting you regularly. Honey, Not, text me. You I text back, honey. I I like the regular light skin girls. I text back. Ah, get out! I'm so dead. No, we about to be real friends, Maja. I'm gonna be really like hey, absolutely. I'm here, child. Text me. I text back. I'm serious. I'm okay. Be, let me go I'm, uh, eat a little dinner. Yes. What yes. you say? Get you what you get ready to say? You gonna be like? What? No, I was just saying I'm a little sucky at texting, but it's okay. I'm just okay. I'm like a talk on the phone person. Oh yeah, no, same, same. Oh, we can see audio messages. I like doing that too. Yes, that. Yes, yes. Okay. I can send a little audio message. Send me an audio message. Send me a text, child. Let's stay in touch. No, I'm serious. I will do that. But go eat your dinner, honey. Okay. Yeah. Let me go get some dinner. Send me the audio. I'll you can keep everything. the video. Yeah, okay. However you want to do it. Okay, okay. Um, You got my email, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah, that's a Gmail, so you can definitely share it through. Uh, okay, perfect, Google perfect, Google. perfect, perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Miss Asha. I'll talk to you later. Bye, girl. All right, bye. All right, that's all we have for Ask Maja Podcast this week. Thank y'all so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Let me episode. get the mic. Mm-hmm. Honey, I've got something to uh, say. Uh, hey, ooh, I hey, like that. Can uh, you turn that up for uh, me? Hey, uh, uh, ooh, ooh, hey. No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Max Marsh.